Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and a look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica and I'm your host. My name is Cassandra and I'm your other host. Hi. Babes, I I gotta be honest. I had two drinks three hours ago and I think I'm drunk. Oh, shit. I, Happy New Year. Or, whoops, what is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> happy independence day <laughs> happy independence day my, wow. my tolerance has just taken a nosedive that's fine that's fun i had a beer today already yeah living. yeah living a little you know but yeah it's yeah. uh but you know i've never been more hydrated oh sure well because i'm I drinking mean, liquid IV. liquid iv yeah totally <laughs> you don't gotta tell me girl which you'll hear you'll hear all about liquid iv later but yeah hear all about it again and again but those things are really great. <laughs> I was at Costco and they sell them there. And I was like, this price isn't as good. But you know what? I'm not even going to get into it. Not even going to get into it. I did no. have a, I had a Thursday though. Uh-huh. I had five drinks over the course of many You're talking to someone who's hours. a very seasoned drinker. So well, you're that's the five thing. drinks. Normally like five drinks in an hour. I'd be like, yeah, I'm good. And that feels about right. I'm getting a little buzzed. Like I'm over the course of. Like a six-hour evening. Ooh, I got to cut out this rock and roll lifestyle. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Terrible. But I got a little too high because I, I messed up the dosage on my delightful edibles. Because I was like, I'm not going to drink tonight. I'll just have some edibles. And then I was like, well, I'm just sitting around waiting for my friends because I'm sometimes early to stuff, most of the time early to stuff. And then next thing I know, I was, I was both, I was a little high and a little drunk. And I was like, oh, this is, I, I feel like a kid again. Partying. Like, partying, partying. I saw a kid. I went to a concert on Thursday night at the Avalon and I saw a child that I've never been more jealous of in my entire life. Young man, eight, you know, eight, nine years old, little kid was at this concert on their parents' shoulders. So already I'm like, fuck, I've never been, yeah. I've never been little enough <laughs> to be on someone's shoulders at a concert. It's my, I don't care about weight. I don't care about clothing size, but I'm like, I just want to be on someone's shoulders at a concert. And then yeah, I think I grew out of being like shoulders after like, I was like four. I'd have to get like three giants and be like, split me amongst you. Please, like a like I mean, a. I don't even play like chicken in a pool. No, yeah, me neither. Me neither. Yeah. Like that's just that. Yeah. That isn't for, for me. me. <laughs> Those so games this... aren't for me. I'm I'm a Marco Polo kind of gal. Yes, yes. Hear me yes. coming. Sloshing <laughs> yeah. through the water. Yeah, <laughs> kids up there, and he has light up shoes. Oh God, I miss having light up shoes. Light up shoes. Can you imagine? I don't know why that doesn't still, why wouldn't we have those as adults? Why not? They're fun. I, f- I feel like, you know, you hit a certain level of, of of financial stability and you start to buy back your youth, like the things you didn't have in your youth in some way. Light up shoes. I never had light up shoes and I was so jealous of everyone. And now I'm like seeing this child. I was like, why don't I go buy some light up shoes? <laughs> They sell them on Amazon, but it's not quite the same. They, I think that these are just shoes that are constantly lit up. When you had light up shoes as a kid, every step you would take and be like, you know? Yes. Yes. LA lights, I think was the name of the brand. I mean, I just, Oh, I mean, there was a lot of brands that did it. You could get these. I believe you said prior to coming on air, you could get (laughs) these at Payless, And that's how I remembered. Oh yeah. I had those. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm jealous. I'm jealous of your youth. But anyway, I, I'm sitting there and watching this kid have the best time of his life and his light up shoes on his dad's shoulders. And I'm like, I spent 25 minutes learning how to do like space buns in my hair and apply glitter eyeshadow, <laughs> clinging on to the youth that this child just has so freely. <laughs> anyway, it was, <laughs> it was quite a humbling time. <laughs> but I did have the bathroom attendant, lovely woman, tell me I looked very nice. And then another lady complimented my space buns. And I was like, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. It's a great hairstyle. It, it's one of the things I miss about having long hair. And I don't miss much yeah. about having long hair. I usually just am happy with short hair, but space buns, but I can do little ones. You can do little ones. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of trial and error. I'll say that. <laughs> if you watched my episode of All American, is that what show I was on? 
Yes. Hold on. All, if you watched, yeah, if you watched my episode of All American, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was something like that. Uh, I had a lot going on. Okay, sue me. I had one beer today. In fact, I want another one. Taylor! The They put me in space buns in one of my scenes yeah. because yeah. my character was kind of quirky. And I was like, man, this is actually quite quirky for this show. But I don't know. They, I had braids in my audition and like, it really stuck with everyone who like oh. had seen the audition. And so yeah. they're like, let's do, let's do space buns. Yeah. Oh wait, hold on. Fuck. God damn it. My Siri thinks I'm talking to her. Girl, I'm not talking to you. Have you heard? Did you hear all that whole thing? I couldn't hear her, but you know, I just, okay. she never no. knows her place. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm, I'm not, not talking about su- you hearing her. I want to make sure you heard oh. me. Oh yeah. I heard you. Yeah. I, okay, I never want to silence a woman, but Siri, shut up. Yeah. No, I heard you. Shut up, you're, lady. You're, your cute space buns yeah 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 okay why you trash i'm i'm yeah yeah well i, I mean i spent so much time trying to do glitter eyeshadow and spit and then envying a child and that's not even why i'm trash this week but i i just this is like a psa for everyone yeah and I, i'm i'm trash because i'm i'm literally trash we last week rented one of those deep steam cleaners that you know you fill with water and the solution and you can do your couches and rugs and chairs and i was like oh we we like from the grocery store yeah like like, it was like a home depot but yeah 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 yeah. but yeah like one of those furniture with those i know about the ones you can do like rugs with but it's the rug doctor so the rug it's like doctor it's a rug doctor but we did we did a rug doctor and then we did we have like velvet fabric on several pieces of, of furniture and uh-huh. we did those and we did our couches and we got a new couch so we were steam cleaning it too the color of that liquid when it was de- like the you know, yeah fill it with clean water the solution but the thing that was that we were dumping out i was like this is we're living in toxic waste this is sludge <laughs> This is so scary and disgusting. And we, you know, we don't, we don't spill food on it. We, you know, we have the cats, but we clean up the hair and vacuum all the time. But giving it a deep steam clean, you'll realize what a piece of filth you are. A friend of mine just talked to me about this recently and they are like very, they kind of like stress clean, like obsessive clean kind of people. Mm-hmm. And they were even like nothing humbles you quite like deep cleaning the couch (laughs) it was it was like tar i was like we could have paved a road with this yeah it was yeah disgusting but anyway so i just recommend my butt my butt's dirty my cat's butt's dirty we're dirty so i'm just i'm trashy because i was you just don't realize how dirty you are until you live until you clean so that's my why are you trash well i uh anytime that a stranger tries to hold a conversation with me for too long Mm -hmm. uh maybe like max like 15 to 20 seconds Mm -hmm. and we're not like in a i'm not talking about like a bartender or a place where it would be appropriate to speak okay look here's what happened here's the setup yeah what's the setup? i was getting i had to get some donuts babe i needed them yeah i get it i've been there Not, not even vegan ones just like i had to get what i had to get and Cause I'm not a fucking Rockefeller. I can't afford sure. to drive to wherever to get whatever vegan donuts. I needed donuts and I needed them fast. And so a lot of these like kind of hole in the wall donut places that are easy to get to are cash only. And yeah. I didn't show up prepared with cash because I, I thought to myself in this economy, are you really still cash only? Like you're down the street from a high school What and all these kids have phones uh, whatever <laughs> apple pay but it was cash only so first thing that this woman said to me was like well i can just give you your receipt and you can come back and pay later and i was like what no she's like people do it all the time i was like absolutely not even though i was like god these donut prices for a hole in the wall are really inflated you know and i, I should <laughs> it might be okay for me to just like basically take these six free donuts because i didn't show up with cash but i was like no She's like, we have an ATM on the other side of the building. I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to pay a fee that is equivalent in my mind to at least three donuts to get cash yes. to then buy these six donuts. Well, I, I don't know, dude. Right. I don't know. I'm only human. <laughs> 
Your couch was full of tar water and I needed these donuts. Okay. We don't point fingers on this podcast. <laughs> this is supposed to make everyone, everyone has a story just like what I'm telling. Maybe it wasn't donuts, but there, there's been a story of like, you're just not thinking clearly and you just mm-hmm. do what you got to do. Anyways, so I'm getting money from an ATM outside of a hole in the wall donut place. It's broad daylight. So I'm I'm in Burbank. I'm safe. <laughs> but there's two people sitting in a car parked close to the ATM with their windows down, yeah. not eating donuts. And one of the guys, this is the stranger in question who I'm like, you know, got me all crazed and stuff. <laughs> said how much does that cost and i thought he was talking about the atm so i was like what (laughs) i need to get donuts other things going on like what he said on your arm how much does that cost i was like he's talking about my tattoo which by the way if you're thinking about getting a tattoo like absolutely go for it but like don't get it people places people can see because they will talk to you sometimes they'll even touch it yes that's the worst anyway so how much does that thing cost and i was like oh um probably like I was guessing. I don't fucking remember. Probably like 600 bucks, you know? I have like a half sleeve. Wow. It's probably expensive. And he's talking to me. His This woman is like in the driver's seat. They're probably both in their like 50s or 60s, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like trying to get, I'm trying to get a desperation 20 out of an ATM to buy <laughs> six donuts to take home to my husband who he didn't ask for donuts, but yeah. I needed them so bad. I couldn't fucking focus in the middle of my work day. So yeah. I don't have time to talk to you about this. Anyways, this conversation is going on for so long. Like I'm talking like 30 <laughs> seconds. Like it was so long. And the whole time, because he kept asking me questions, I was like, I'm someone is going to come up behind me and sucker punch me and knock me out, drag me out somewhere and I'm going to get human trafficked. Yep. Why else would this conversation be happening? Yep. Why else would this happen to me right now? So I just like, I can't, I can't talk. I just, am, yeah. I think I'm friendly, but like <laughs> to speak, yeah. uh, to speak for this long outside of an ATM, outside of a donut shop about my tattoos was so like <laughs> irrelevant, so weird, like d- I'm going to go ahead and say that they were breaking some social rules. Don't ever speak to someone at an ATM. Yes. Like, thank you. That's weird, you know? Yeah. And I was so paranoid mm. that this was going to turn into an, an issue that like when I finally did go, hey, have a nice day. I got my donuts. I made two other stops on the way home <laughs> and took a weird way home. Yeah. Because I was so convinced I was being followed, even <laughs> though I wasn't. Yeah. But I was like, I've been marked. Like, I'm going to yes. be trafficked. Like, you're going to find me. <laughs> you're going to find me on some weird cam website yeah. against my will. Like, because this guy's asking about my tat. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. So it was so weird. And like, I- <laughs> what part of that story makes me trash? Was it the donuts? Was it the ATM? <laughs> was it the fact that I can't speak to strangers? I don't know. But it happened. Yeah. And I thank God <laughs> I survived. <laughs> I had a moment yesterday. I was, I was, I parked on a street. It had some signage and it looked like I was in the clear. And so I'm walking, a lady rolls down her window and says, is it okay to park here? And I said, you know, I don't, I don't live in this neighborhood. I'm not sure. I, I'd thrown my hazards on. I was just dropping something off, coming back out. And she's like, "Ah, I'm just not sure. And she starts really drilling in and like grasping my attention. I'm on the sidewalk. She's in her car. And then I noticed that my shoes untied. So then I just oh god, popped down to my knees and I'm talking to her. I'm looking up and then halfway through, like deciding to tie my shoe while speaking about parking signs with this stranger, I'm like, oh, somebody could easily just scoop me up right here. This is this is her distracting me. And then I just said, here I am on a platter. Let me just bend down because my shoe's not tied. I was like, yeah, Erica, you gotta be you gotta be street smarts out here in this this mid Wilshire life. You gotta be street smarts, you know. I mean, you were essentially in a prone position, you know. Yeah. Like I did read a thing this morning though that a woman that do you remember in 2020? Well, do you remember how like all the time all of these white women on TikTok are like, I was almost human trafficked in Target. Yeah, and you're like, no, you aren't, babe. Like a stranger talked to you and asked you what directions the bathroom were, and they just happened to be brown. 
that you were not almost human trafficked. Like it's so uncommon. It's almost always somebody that you know. It's it's like, well, it's just insane. But this woman, she was like one of the first kind of big waves of it where she had a story where she was shopping at a Michael's and these, you know, she said these two people chased her and circled her car and all these, she had this whole thing and she went viral on TikTok and she was sentenced to prison. And yeah. the, uh, because she had falsified, like all the security cameras like said, this didn't happen. These two people, she accused of it. You know, they were harassed and defamed and all this. And the judge also, or I mean, it was a short sentence. I think it was only like 120 or 90 days. But the judge ordered her not to be able to have social media. Whoa. Or, uh, like quite some time. Like the basically the pro was like, you can't have social media. So she couldn't go on and just like double down, become the victim, you know, all of these things. He like took that away from her. And I was like, great. Like, that's what should happen to all of you people. Like, yeah. Anyway, it was. Um, I didn't know you I, could take away social media from someone. I, I think if you're I mean, as we <laughs> I think if you're judging just about damn well do anything in this country, it seems so. Yeah, but the, this is not governor. policy policy. Nope. But we are going to talk about a governor. Who kind of just does damn well what he wants. You know what I thought of? What So our first story comes to us from HuffPost.com. Mm-hmm. I'll let Erica read the headline so that I can just can get out my bullshit. <laughs> Texas Governor Greg Abbott busted after falling for totally bogus Garth Brooks story. What I thought of was when you apply for a job at a subway, <laughs> they make you take like a math test. And really? this is not a joke. Yes. You have to take like a math and logic test <laughs> in order to apply to work at a subway. But a Texas governor or any governor or any politician, they don't have to do that. No. Nope. So, because you'll hear this was pretty obviously like a fake story and a yeah. fake like on a very openly <laughs> fake way it's it's like when they repost stuff from the onion and it's yes. like what do you not know that you don't realize that the onion is always going to be fake <laughs> yeah it's it's satire uh speaking of being human trafficked my my door just opened while we Whoa. were recording <laughs> like phantom and i was like oh no it's real <laughs> somebody followed me home from target today uh, but no, it's my tiny cat that just burst into the window. Real professional operation. I need just a, a quick break, dear listener and Cassandra, to kick out this little... Let's take a break. Here's the second half of the first story. <laughs> <laughs> so Governor Greg Abbott took to his Twitter this weekend, and he was duped by a satire website about sharing a fake news story about country music icon, Oklahoma's own Garth Brooks. He linked the story from a satire website called the Dunning-Kruger Times. And if those who are not familiar, Dunning-Kruger effect is the phenomenon by which someone least competent in certain subject areas overestimate their skills the most. So basically, if you're like, well, I'm pretty much an expert on that, means you're probably pretty bad. And people that are more skilled, let's say have a PhD in a subject, will be more humble about their abilities a lot of times. So anyway. I think Very that I website. suffer from that. Absolutely. I will read <laughs> four Wikipedia entries and be like, do you guys want a dissertation? Do you want me to defend my thesis on this? Because I am an expert now. I could probably do knee surgery after reading this, uh, this you know, science.com article. But I mean, like, just based on the fact that, like, you know, like, we are constantly having to remind people that we're journalists. Like, is that, is that... I think... Uh, probably us being a little dunning we've we've been krugered a bit sure <laughs> dunning krugered but yeah so basically the site itself states outright that it's a part of a network of parody satire and tomfoolery and then adds if you believe that this is real you should have your head examined the headline that he shared was garth brooks booed off stage at 123rd annual Texas Country Jamboree in Hamburgston, Texas, because Garth Brooks recently stated that at his Nashville Bar and Grill, he will serve Bud Light. So, thus has come under the conservative backlash against who knows uh, everything. Um, but the a the Jamboree isn't a real event. Hamburgston, Texas, isn't a real place, and. <laughs> You know, governor of the state just didn't seem to have any, you know, flags raised. But to be fair, 
the only thing I will say about Greg Abbott, Texas is a huge state. Texas there is big. A lot of places in Texas. I would say, fine, you didn't realize that a Hamburston, Texas didn't exist. <laughs> you, If you're the governor, though, you should know if there's 123rd annual <laughs> of anything. The governor said, go woke, go broke. Good job, Texas. Texas, for the record, loves Garth Brooks as much as anywhere. He sold out the 72,000 seat NRG Stadium in Houston and the 80,000 seat AT&T Stadium in Arlington when his tour visited the Lone Star State last year. Yeah, Abbott deleted this tweet, but he didn't like apologize or any. I mean, hasn't Trump done this before? There's other like... The- <laughs> These politicians don't not do this kind of frequently at this yeah. point. Yeah. And which makes me think a couple things. Either they definitely run their own social media, which <laughs> I had mixed feelings about, or the people that they hire to run their social media are not like they shouldn't be running social media because it just feels like this is you can't make missteps. Well, you yeah. can make missteps like this. It just guess depends on who you are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't worry. He may have deleted it, but a number of people captured and preserved it online forever, basically screenshotting it. For the record, as an OG Garth Brooks fans, I'm talking like back in the day, sure. Garth Brooks has always been extremely progressive, hip to things, and is has no place for bigotry. Like he's been very open about that his entire career so he's not suddenly him deciding to be like i don't give a shit i'm gonna sell bud light at his bar is not some radical stance it's people that just aren't fucking paying attention so people are fucking stupid about this whole (laughs) like bud light one trans instagram influencer makes whatever this you know what i'm sorry again we're not we're not doing this right now but I just want to say, like, if you banned Bud Light, you might want to look at all the other beers that Budweiser makes before you make that decision. Because a ban on Bud Light means that you also need to be banning Michelob Ultra. You need to be banning Stella from your life. Budweiser. I feel like that one's obvious, but maybe it's not. You Wait, know, Bud Light and Bud are related? Yeah, I know. The, the Bud, um, There's a Bud Dynasty. You're telling me that Bud Light is a Nepo baby? Yeah. Can't. Now I'm going to boycott it because Bass, of that, not, nothing else. But. Bass Pale Ale or Cass Beer, which is South Korean beer, they own a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. the you watch all these people like, oh, fuck Bud Light. We're, we're a Coors Light place. It was like Coors Light's done a ton of Pride stuff before. And then like, well, good thing I don't drink Bud Lights. I drink Michelob Ultra. You're, the money's going to the same place. Anyways, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get on that tangent. It yeah. just, uh, that still irks me that mm-hmm. that whole thing happened. And, you know, one trans influencer made one know, partnership. I know. Hey. Don't you guys realize that billionaires are trying to like literally take every fucking dime you have? Why am I, who am I talking to? Nobody, <laughs> our listener base knows this is the next story which also kind of pisses me off speaking of money you know it's all about the money from theguardian.com if you've ever had a mild interest in luxury handbags you've likely heard of the chanel classic flat bag or the hermes birkin but you've perhaps not heard of the microscopic handbag by mschf less than 0.03 inches wide this is a teensy tiny microscopic handbag based or made by New York based art collective mischief. MS Mischief. Mischief. And it's so small that the human eye can hardly see it uh, when it's on top of a fingertip. But at auction last week, it sold, or drumroll please, $60,000. That's crazy. It's neon green. It's made via a 3D printer using two phantom polymerization printing methods. Don't check me on that. But (laughs) it's modeled after the Louis Vuitton famed on-the-go tote. It is viewable through a microscope as well. But if you... A microscope. Oh, yeah. A microscope. (laughs) 
Yeah, sorry. I'll insert I'm, that yeah, later. I'm a, I'm a major big scientist, so uh, <laughs> had to had to make sure I corrected you on that. Of course, I forget how into science Cass is, but mm-hmm. if you look through it through the microscope, you can see that there's a tiny LV monogram on the bag's face. So yeah, so mischief is also known for the if you've seen the giant red boots that yeah, make you look like your cartoon boots Mario yeah. boot. Yes, so. Uh, they're, they are the creative director. They are the creative house behind those. They typically make things that are kind of um, aloof and satirical and take a, you know, a, they take the piss, if you will. Pharrell Williams is the, you know, notable rapper, producer, happy singer. He's currently Louis Vuitton's creative director of menswear. And he was not contacted by Mischief when they created the bag in the brand's likeness, according to the New York Times. So, ooh, damn. Uh, I mean, does it matter? I mean, it was because the auction house was put up, was the the people that put the auction up, I should have made this clear earlier, the auction house was Jupiter, which was founded by Pharrell Williams himself. So the online auction house founded by Pharrell, he's now the creative director for Louis Vuitton, which they use the LV, which is trademarked and you know it's, it's it's all connected i said pharrell loves big hats so we made him an incredibly small bag you know the, when they were talking about like they said as a once functional object like a handbag it becomes smaller and smaller its object status becomes steadily more abstracted until it is purely a brand signifier mm-hmm. previous small leather handbags have still required a hand to carry them they become dysfunctional inconveniences to their wearer. Microscopic handbag takes this to its full logical conclusion. A practical object is boiled down into jewelry. All of its purative function evaporated for luxury objects. Usability is the angle share. So basically mm. you're making the bag smaller so that they don't even carry anything. Well, we're going to make the smallest one of all. Mm-hmm. Speaking of carrying things and, you know, I, I, I try to, when I go to concerts, I really try to travel light. I really trim it down. I might have just a fanny pack or a small purse. And a lot of venues are moving to clear bags or tiny bags or no bags. And I just, I'm just so curious what the conditions are for the pink, the singer pinks concerts and, and, and how people are handing her all these things. Yeah. So from the newyorkpost.com or just like anywhere on the internet, you might've seen that the singer pink i'm coming out so you better get this party started perhaps or just like a pill instead of making me better you're making me ill those are super old pink songs i think that's from her first album and that's like all that came to mind (laughs) anyways that lady she uh she's been recently gifted a a wheel of cheese (laughs) at a concert someone just handed her and this isn't like just your average store-bought wheel of brie cheese. This is this was like the size of like a bike wheel. Yes. It was <laughs> huge. That was an expensive piece of cheese. Very. Yeah, people, uh, she's 43. She's on her summer carnival tour. If you haven't seen videos of her performing, it's like a full circus show. She is up on the rigs. Like she is doing flips. Yeah, she's flying at these shows. And so when she's actually on the ground, people are handing her some of the weirdest items. Recently, someone threw a clear plastic bag with a powder like substance. Which turned out to be their dead mother's ashes. Yeah, there's a video of it. And she's like, is this your mom? And then I don't know, the crowd starts yelling. And she's like, I don't know how to feel about this. And so she just places the ashes like on the edge of the stage. And people, rightfully so on Twitter, are coming out with the right things. Like, one of them, I feel like, is how I would feel. Someone says, y'all need to handle on your parasocial relationships because she doesn't know you. What were you thinking? Now your mom's ashes are going to end up in the trash because you wanted to get noticed by pink. Yeah. It's fucking people throwing cell phones, shoes, cheese at performers you know again we 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 cut the story about bb rexa having a cell phone thrown at her last week multiple artists are having this kind of shit and now people are handing like dead ashes to pink it's really weird i don't understand this like yeah like 
I, I hate to always circle back because it feels like my big grand conspiracy, but I, I mean, I, people have always said odd behavior. I get it. But I think long COVID is really eking into certain people's brains <laughs> and like breaking the social contracts of like normalcy in so many ways. And like, yes, can, can like appropriate behavior be lauded in like classism and deep racism? Of course. But like a singing performer dancing a wheel of giant brie, you fucked for that one, mate. Like <laughs> absolute bad man. Like that's yeah, crazy. You're, you're right. How did they get that brie in there? And then. Yes. I've oh, stuck a bottle of wine down my shirt before into a concert, which was no small feat. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then drank it in the bathroom like a normal person. I didn't like bust it out on the floor. No. By normal person, I mean like 23-year-old. Like I've learned my lesson. Like I'll pay for my drinks now. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. I think too, you know, the people who are reacting to this stuff, because like a lot of these people who are getting caught doing these things are all like pretty young. A generation of kids who have never not had the internet. Mm -hmm. So you and I although not much of our lives did definitely have some formative and like, I remember them kind of years where there was no internet Yeah, uh, or ladies. And so <laughs> we hear that and we're like, are you guys okay? But I think that social media and the internet has given people like a weird sense of ownership over other people and like the people yeah. they're obsessed with. And they are kind of like the lines between celebrity and stuff yeah are blurred you know yeah. you're not you're not remembering that that pink is a real person she's just a mum. you don't own her she doesn't owe you anything <laughs> same with you know the person who threw a phone at bb rexa like that's that's crazy and you think that that's you're just doing it like because you're you think it's funny or something like that. Everyone's acting like tiny kings, like throwing tomatoes at yeah. jesters. Yeah. Like what, what is, yeah. So I, but I do yeah. think that the internet has something to do with it. And speaking of the internet and yeah. people getting <laughs> weird from the avclub.com, we're going to talk about what is going on with Colleen Ballinger of Miranda Sings fame, which I'm not going to lie to you guys. I do not know who this person is. I'm a, I'm CO, I'm diagnosed CO, which is chronically online. So yeah. I, I have a, <laughs> a deep current of knowledge and sometimes I dabble in things I don't know anything about, but become an expert as, as we've talked about earlier. I, I've always heard like Miranda Sings. I knew that was like some YouTube character she launched her YouTube famedom off this character, Miranda Sings, into mainstream success. Like one of the first YouTubers to make the leap of she had a Netflix show called Haters Back Off. But she turns out is a fucking lunatic and has had inappropriate relationships. With, and her videos are mostly aimed at children. The show is made for children, essentially. And she's had horrific interactions and even grooming accusations come out about how she would ask about her divorce what's your favorite sexual position with again children and like their group chats and and all sorts of crazy stuff and then the thing that's we're really talking about is that she made a video a 10 minute long response video to apologize to apologize for this inappropriate perceived inappropriate behavior well allegedly we think it, it is presented to be an apology of people being like you groom children and all and yeah. all these allegations are coming out and so this is her like i've been watching you know, the videos of her accusers of saying like the behavior she had with like text messages stamped receipts all of these things and she did a 10 minute video where she said her team advised her not to say anything about these accusations and you're like always okay, a bad good, good, start good. So always said, a bad start always a bad start she's like my team has advised me not to say anything so she said but they didn't say i couldn't sing it and then proceeded to bring out a ukulele and do a song about the toxic gossip train that's been going on about her yeah it's pretty cringe i haven't watched it you know it came up in my tiktok feed and like someone was like, I'm going to watch this live and give you my live reaction. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to watch this mm -hmm. because I don't want this to like get into my algorithm. But I was mm -hmm. curious. And then so when you brought it up, I was like, Oof, apparently this is a big deal. But it is now that I like know more about the accusations. This yeah. is like, you know, if Louis C.K.'s like a weird apology letter <laughs> that he put out, if he would have picked up a ukulele and did it like yeah. this instead. 
Or like when Kevin Spacey did that whole like talk to camera directly Christmas addresses. Yeah. Like in character from his House of Cards character. And you're like, <laughs> bro, <laughs> this is not this ain't this it. Isn't working. <laughs> yeah. She would, you know, like uh, the youth would would eventually help her. Some of them would run like Twitter fan accounts and join her like inner circle where she was directly communicating with them like a group text. And she's only left that group text in the last like week or two after. So like in 2020, a YouTuber made a video basically sharing his negative experience with her. About a month ago, there was someone that came out with a video basically being like, I'm so sorry. I mocked you at the time, but here's my account with her. And I've been watching a lot of these videos come out slowly. So this has been brewing. But last week is when she did this ukulele apology video which is bad the whole thing and she calls it basically that um basically it's easier to tear somebody down and get on this toxic gossip train etc etc i have a uh i could do a dramatic reading of some of the lines if if you would permit me uh the the audio i don't i don't know if you are up for that cassandra but i mean i I don't think i can say no so okay I have the transcript right here of the, of said, uh, just a little bit. I'll just play a little bit, you know? So she starts off and she's going to talk about it, you know? Right. And so she says, Hey, it's been a while since you saw my face. I haven't been doing so great. So I took a little break. Like a lot of people were saying some things about me that aren't quite true. If it doesn't matter if it's true though, as long as it's entertaining to you, right? You guys having fun all aboard the toxic gossip train i'm not a singer but this is her i was gonna say you said a dramatic reading and it sounds like you're performing it all right all right right, here we go all right here we go chatter down the tracks of misinformation the toxic gossip train you got a one-way ticket to manipulation station the toxic gossip train for me, the train tracks and harass me for my past because rumors look like facts. If you don't mind the gigs that you don't survive in the crash, but hey, at least you're having fun. So that's um, basically the thing she was saying was like, oh, this is just gossip and rumors. So and she didn't like, apologize. She didn't all. acknowledge shit. She just said, this is all fake. Ah, here's a song yeah. about it. Yeah. She like body shame, sexualized children on stage at some of her live shows. She was insanely toxic on her Netflix show. I've read multiple accounts from staff members that said what a environment she would cultivate and just the 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 character itself. Again, I've I'm not familiar with and it wasn't growing up with, but having seen the clips and things like that, this is very ableist. There's a big joke about her uncle being a creepy molester like it's really gross and even at one point in the video she really does like a like an eating disorder body check of like she kind of turns sideways to show like how thin she is as a part of like the lyrics yikes it's i mean i'll just shane dawson's probably very excited she's fucked up this big and is like at least it's not on me right now that's all i can say it's it's i would say don't watch it if you can watch somebody reacting to it don't give her the views because she it's 10 minutes long which means the video's monetized she's making money every time somebody views it on her page i <sighs> don't know who shane dawson is so i think it's time that we it's a, it's a get talk sorry. stop yep, talking went, about youtube yep i went i went deep youtube i went deep youtube i'm sorry gang sorry but you know what cass i think it's time for another break okay fine Erica, do you have any concerts coming up? Always. I'm a festival girly, you know. I have to get the VIP, though, because I I cannot go without an air-conditioned bathroom. Okay, well, my sweet angel, planning for faster and efficient hydration is also essential for festivals. And Liquid IV has you covered while you prep before, power through that headliner, and recover after the weekend. Hey, now, don't count yourself out while you're drunk poolside all summer, Cass. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water and with three times the electrolytes, than traditional sports drinks. I mean, we really have no excuses. Liquid IV is actually standard in my purse. It goes phone, wallet, keys, liquid IV. And with flavors like lemon lime, pastique, that's French for watermelon, oh. and my favorite, strawberry lemonade, staying hydrated is easy peasy. Mama, I'm talking B3, I'm talking B5, I'm talking B6, and I'm screaming from the rooftops, B12. We've got all the Bs. 
And there's a little bit of vitamin C in there, too, just for kicks. Oh, she's made from premium ingredients and is free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Oh, thank God. I'm vegan now. I don't know if I've talked about that yet. We know. We know. Okay. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TRASHY at checkout. That's 20% off of anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code TRASHY at liquidiv.com. Honestly, we're so trashy. We're hydrated. Wet trash. And we're back. We're back. Hey, Cass. What's up? How, you know, it's almost America's birthday. Uh-huh. So I got a pretty big, it's it's really like a dumpster firework. Fireworks of dumpster. How would we phrase that? It's, it's, guys, it's, it's time. It's time for the dumpster fire of the week. Oh, my God. But this is really, fireworks are shooting out of the dumpster this time. (laughs) We're going to talk about the 4th of July, Independence Day in America, and basically everything we know about it is a lie. Also, everyone was drunk, it smelled bad, and there were a lot of flies. So. so we're pulling from a lot of sources, but I think first and foremost, we'll just talk about the fact that America's independence was not decided on the 4th of July. It was actually voted on and decided on on July 2nd. You know, dates are off. If you think you know who signed it, if you think you know where it was, buckle up, motherfuckers. No, I'm just yeah. So <laughs> the July second thing is is wild because it's like John Adams literally said in a letter to his wife, July second is going to be a day that future Americans celebrate. It's like how did that get screwed up? Great question. I'm not sure of the science behind it, but. Well, it says in the article how it got Yeah, it up. says in the article. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't know, but like, let's find out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were like, I didn't read the article. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 you no. tell me. Yeah, there was a blah, 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 skip, 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 Constitutional Congress, da, 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 the guy named Ellis, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there was a resolution on May 15th that was the real Declaration of Independence. Jefferson's more famous declaration six weeks later was a mere kind of ceremonial afterthought. And July, George Washington issued his own important declaration on July 2nd without knowing what was happening in Philadelphia. So he was over here. Constitutional Congress was over there. Some shit was happening in May. Yeah. So they approved, the Continental Congress approved the Declaration of Independence. It was mostly written by Thomas Jefferson, but had edits by other members of this five-man team, which were Benjamin Franklin, Robert Livingston, John Adams, and Roger Sherman, as well as the rest of the full Continental Congress, which was like one of our governing boards prior to the Declaration. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, look it up. Yeah, it was all whole presidents before presidents. But anyway, so he kept working on it. Franklin was supposed to do it and just kind of like kept fucking up, probably because he was drunk and like fucking a bunch of whores and like inventing cool things. So eventually the job fell to Thomas Jefferson <laughs> and he finished the first draft on the third week of June. And although we didn't celebrate independence until July 8th, when Philadelphia just threw a big old party. Crazy, fun. So July 2nd, no. Now you're telling me July 8th. Well, uh, most of the delegates didn't even sign it until August 2nd, though. So So now August 2nd. So they made a clean copy that was finally produced by Timothy Matlock, an assistant to the secretary of the Congress, and some waited even later. And so some of names on the documents weren't even publicly seen until January of 1777. What's going on? We have July 4th, it sounds like, only because Jefferson and Adams, thats they just said it happened on July 4th. And that's it. But like so far, nothing (laughs) actually happened on July 4th. They, They just were like, I don't know, pick a day in the middle. Yeah. Because that's kind of like what it is, I guess. Nothing's more American than two white men declaring something happened and everyone just like, okay. (laughs) It's it's the principle of which our country was founded on. Um, George Washington was leading the army in New York at the time. He didn't get the news until July 9th and then celebrated on that day. Georgia got the word on August 10th. The British in London didn't find out until August 30th. So, wow. Wow, wow, wow. 
bunch of bunch of bunch of bunch of hullabaloo. Sounds like a bunch of drunks. Speaking of a bunch of drunks, uh, George Washington himself ran up an almost eighteen thousand dollar in today's money bar tab in two days before signing the Constitution. You want to know what's up about inflation? The final bill was like eighty nine pounds and four shillings, <laughs> but back then, like that, yeah, it's equivalent to almost eighteen thousand dollars. So that's that and they must have just drank all of the alcohol in the state except <laughs> turns out they had a ton of it they yeah. and they drank all the time they were wasted wasted so the party was 55 guests which was troops politicians friends and family and 16 more people were working so musicians servers hosts etc cetera, etc cetera. and the receipt was saved in the first troop cavalry archives and the <laughs> tab was drum roll please 54 bottles of Madeira wine, 60 bottles of Bordeaux wine, eight bottles of old stock whiskey, 22 bottles of porter ale, eight bottles of hard cider, 12 jugs of beer, seven large bowls of punch. Because somebody's got to drive the horses. <laughs> the staff. You think the... that that punch wasn't spiked? Uh, well, it doesn't say with rum, which was. Mm. A pr what rum we'll get into rum in a minute basically the staff and the musicians also drank 16 bottles of wine five like uh i'm sorry 21 bottles of wine and seven bowls of punch themselves okay. well they the, the bill also included you know money for the broken glasses yeah of <laughs> course they broke of course. throughout the night yeah. all of our founding fathers liked a good stiff drink and we actually learn in this article that the ancient Persians allegedly debated important decisions once when drunk and once when sober in order to see the issue from all angles, which I kind of think is brilliant. Most but... of mine start off drunk and then in the morning I have to have the conversation sober. <laughs> I feel like about, the conversation starts sober and then get <laughs> get and then we're getting drunk as we go. And the idea usually like blows up and gets way bigger than it ever would have. But all of those founding fathers, they loved it. There's a famous example of this decision-making process at work in America is the Boston Tea Party, where Paul Revere, Sam Adams, and the other men, members of the Sons of Liberty met at the Green Dragon Tavern in Boston to toss a few back and plan an act of civil unrest. Yep. And just after a few pints in it really started as creep onto a couple t-ships and block the ship workers yeah. and then became nah let's just really screw stuff up let's destroy everything whatever and then the guy the paul revere guy the very famous moment of the revolution of like the british are coming the british are coming uh he that, that didn't happen really because i mean probably not because at this time, like we thought we were British still. So he he would have been like, We're coming, you know, like it it uh he wouldn't have said that. He did there was the ride or whatever, but there he wouldn't have said the British are coming. Just FYI. It's something I learned the other day. Because at this time we were still British colonies. So they we we considered ourselves British at the time. Semantics. Anyways. Semantics, anyway. It's a better poem. Yeah, yeah. Paul Revere on his way to warn people what however he did it on his horse he'd stopped twice to get a couple a uh, couple drinks on the way now do we know that for sure no I I I I'd have to talk to a time yeah. traveler to know but the point uh, is is that yeah. it was more common back then yeah for Americans to be drunk than to be sober. This yep. is quoting from 2013, where I'm sure that this number is a little bit higher now. But in 2013, the average amount of alcohol consumed by Americans in a year is 2.34 gallons per person. And in 1830, that number was 7.1 gallons per person. People were Don <laughs> Draper drunk. <laughs> yeah. All day. But they also like, worked but, on farms and like yeah they they would like get up stuff that sucked <laughs> they would be like oh you got a little bit of a cough better have some rum rub rub some whiskey on your gums like they they thought it helped with strength made the body warm which it does but it's false cured illness all sorts of stuff like and their water was no good to drink no it was, yeah it was horse piss basically <laughs> they just didn't have a choice it was yeah. kind of like Get sick from the water or go for the preferred beverage of Americans at the time, which is yeah. rum, although um, rum considered a British beverage mm -hmm. after the revolution 
the Britain restricted the Navy or like the cane sugar. And they said, no, you can't have any rum. So then Americans were like, all right, well, we're going to switch to bourbon. And George Washington even opened his own distillery, hipster George Washington. <laughs> yeah. I would like to see George and the brew, the brewmaster when he just rolls, he's got one sleeve of tattoos and the other side's clean. He's got a large, you know, trim cut beard. He's wearing vintage clothing. I'm I would sure really that like a, to see a t-shirt like that exists next to a t-shirt of Marilyn Monroe with a neck tattoo. Yeah. So one person famously wrote, if I take a settler after my coffee, a cooler at nine, a bracer at 10, a wetter at 11 and two or three stiffeners during the afternoon, who has any right to complain? I just drink a little as I start my day, (laughs) drink a little throughout. So God, so American, so American. Got to get to the last part of this. Speaking of being so American, we celebrate the 4th of July because of horse flies. Yep. We were in a bit of a hurry. Very American. Uh, We need to hurry this shit up. Got to get back to work. Got to get back. (laughs) Yeah, that's. (laughs) Yeah, basically, uh, when the Continental Congress was meeting on July 4th, which we, you know, debatable the days as we've already talked about. Who who knows what day it was. Who knows. It was very hot in Philadelphia. So they settled in for a long day of arguing and, you know, trying to finalize the version of the draft of the independence document in a humid, sticky room. Tempers are high. Everyone was drunk, probably. Uh Someone opened a window to let in a breeze. But as they were down the street from a stable, what actually came into the Congress room was blood-sucking horse flies. So basically, Um, Jefferson was like, I'm in a hurry (laughs) because this sucks. I'm sure that there was much more that they could have laid out in the Declaration of Independence (laughs) the Constitution. (laughs) They should have put an expiration date. No, I'm sorry. I'm I'm thinking of the Constitution. Yeah. Yeah. Oop. But they were basically like, we got to hurry this stuff up because we're covered in flies. Apparently a horse fly, this is just, they describe their mouths. They're basically like scissors in a sponge. They'll slash you and then drink your blood. And it's super painful. So that's, that's gnarly. Again, I know we're not talking about the constitution, but we need to keep these things in mind when we use that document and that <laughs> literature as gospel yeah. that these were, it was a lot of it was being written by like super drunk slave owners who uh, were getting bit by horse flies. I'm just so, like, I'm omitting just saying. a lot of stuff <laughs> was probably advantageous to them. Cause like, all right, we got to finish. We got to get the hell out of here rather than doing a good job for everyone and for the future and also how could they tell they weren't fortune tellers they were drunk farmers so anyways all all that is to say happy independence day to you usa (laughs) i'm proud to be an american where at least i know i'm free you know all that stuff all of it back to back world war ii champ world war champs we and are we the lost, champions, my friend. Korea, and then we lost like Vietnam, and then we like lost Iraq. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never, anyway, I don't, yeah, yeah, pretty sure yeah. we don't lose wars. Erica, what are you hoarding? I'm hoarding a new show. It's on Apple Plus. It's called Blackbird. Okay. It's really delightful in a you know true crimey way. So it's set in the 90s. Taryn Egerton plays a you know drug dealer, kind of smooth talker, cool guy. He gets sent to jail for, you know, drug running and guns and whatnot. And there's a serial killer that if he can befriend the serial killer and elicit a confession from him, he could get time knocked off his sentence. And the serial killer is played by the man who played Richard Jewell in that movie about the boss, the like the Boston bombing, uh-huh. the Bo- uh, Boston Marathon. Bo- wait, the y- yeah. Anyway, I can't remember his name. He's a wonderful actor, but he talks like this sometimes and it's kind of scary because he's like absolutely he's just wonderful he's just wonderful he's a very scary perfectly cast like Ray Liotta you know no uh Ray Liotta <laughs> plays Taron Egerton's dad the serial I just can't think of his name Paul but he's really Walter great Hauser? yes yes Paul Walter Hauser yes Got it. anyway yeah it's it's a it's really delightful like in that I mean it's not like funny or it's it's very like ooh, what's gonna happen I'm excited like so it's uh it's 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 really good it might be based on a true story i could just be making that up who knows but it's just really well done i really like it's called blackbird and it was one of ray liotta's last projects so 
and mm. he's really great in it. So you know, my boy. Is Ray Liotta anyway. dead? Yeah, he passed. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Like last year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wild. R.I.P. Yeah. Anyway, what are you hoarding? Party games. I think they're fun. They're fun, and if you do them correctly. They're not like a complete party stopper because sometimes they can feel like a party stopper. Yeah. <laughs> but if you do them right, they're super fun. And oh, yeah, I, I like I like a party game, you know? I mean, yeah. we're, we're, we're adults and sure, we can go to parties and drink and chat and eat, but <laughs> throw a game in there. Why not? Yeah. That's all. What are you throwing out? Well, my favorite party game in college was called Get Too Drunk and Then Start Crying for Attention. And I'm just going to be honest. I won every single time. Every time. So maybe this makes me trashy, but I still love drinking games. Like, I do too. <laughs> I think they're fun. I know that everyone gets like wasted. Like uh-huh. now more than ever, you know, because like we're older, I feel like I'll present a drinking game of like, hey, like I for the 4th of July, I'm going to we're going to like watch Independence Day and do a drinking game. We do that. And, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And like. I feel like whenever I present drinking games to people, everyone's down always. But some people are like, oh, I guess it's going to be that kind of night. Or they'll say some like shit like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, your 23-year-old self would have smacked you in the face right now for saying something like that. Like, I didn't even know you when you were 23, but I know that 23-year-old you would be so annoyed at 34-year-old you saying, oh, wow. God, I guess we're getting crazy. Like, (laughs) drinking games are fun okay fun. unless you have problems with alcohol in which case i'm sorry but like yeah. if you don't drinking <laughs> games are still fun i like it's no know thyself if you need have to pace your yourself you know but it's still it's an enga- it's engaging i'm not even talking about i'm talking about party games but i i'm gonna i'm hoarding drinking games too anyways yeah. what are you throwing out i'm throwing out the supreme court of the united states of america yeah yeah <sighs> at least at least six of them definitely six of them at least six of them. Yeah. It's um, basically they can just be bribed and millionaires can keep them in their good graces and give them gifts that they don't have to report. And then they get to make decisions about my life and they're there for a lifetime. That's yeah, that's bad news. It's the, definitely bad news. Yeah. It's uh, no good. No good. The things that they've overturned and taken away and, and ruled on, it's truly truly insane right now and um yeah anyway anyway throwing them out i'm done i'm done i'm done i'm done what about you off centronella candles oh this brand is off like off you know okay (laughs) they make candles right yeah the centronella candles i mean if you know you know if you know you can probably smell it like just mm-hmm. by hearing the name. Yeah. But they're candles. We went to like go and buy something like that, you know, to utilize our outdoor space. Sure. And I, uh, it says right on the box is n- not for use against mosquitoes. <laughs> but what? But what? But... I'm like, wait. So what are you for? Because <sighs> like originally this was for mosquitoes. I guess maybe mosquitoes are too like brutal now that they can't <laughs> continue to claim that yeah. they do anything against mosquito yeah that that's... if that's not some like capitalism <laughs> bullshit of like selling it selling <laughs> like a plate of people around a candles like having like a a villainous mosquito <laughs> on your like logo or whatever like, okay cool yeah i guess i got this candle that stinks and keeps bees away at night like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, damn, dude, that's a bummer because you know you'd like you'd like for that to keep the mosquitoes away. They had this other one at Costco that was like a little lantern type thing, and it has like the UV light that the mosquitoes are attracted to, mm-hmm. and then a fan that when the mosquitoes mm-hmm. go to the light, the fan sucks them up and suffocates them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, they have the most brutal shit out there. Yeah. To get rid of mosquitoes. It feels so dark. And all I wanted was just like, maybe just a nice candle. <laughs> we got this like little like orb thing that uh, puts out a scent-free repellent. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know if it works. Okay. Well, you're yeah. coming over. 
you'll let me know if it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wild, man. Well, where can the people find you covered in mosquitoes? Trash Trash Your Podcast every Monday, of course. And I will be on the Nooner Podcast. Not, if you're listening to this on Monday, not tomorrow, but next week, I will be on the Nooner Podcast. Okay. Sounds great. Where can the people find you? At Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram, TikTok. Don't find me on Twitter. I'm done. You know, you can find me in the ocean slipping like shivs to orcas. I've, I'll be nice. making homemade knives to to help, you know, the resistance army that are the orcas right now. Taking, doing, doing the Lord's work, taking sure. down the, the ships of destruction and that's about it what a, you can find this podcast though at trashy trashy pod on instagram tiktok twitter all the places you can find us at our website which is trashy trashy podcast.com which has links to our merch stores ways to listen to the podcast ways to get in contact with us through social media you can email us in your stories or tell us why you're trash we always love hearing it and you can find our merch store at trashy trashy podcast.threadless.com where we will have shirts and ways for you to support the podcast. Uh, you can use code trashy at liquidiv.com for 20% off and you can find us every Monday. Thank you so much for leaving reviews, telling a friend, sharing messages and memes with us on social media. It really does mean yeah, we the like most. That. We love it so much. And we will be back next week. Hey, Cass. <laughs> What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You say garbage. USA. 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 USA.